back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for your health and athletics. Having had raced all over the world, including participating in the notorious Barkley Marathons, she's now brought all of her knowledge and brought it back to you so you can now be an expert. So sit back, relax, and the knowledge you'll receive will have you off to the races. Welcome to the podcast. Episode 161 is another interview with Tom Day. Tom has just run and won the Unreasonable East 200 miler, his first 200 miler by the way. This is a stunning course that tackles the best the Blue Mountains has to offer. With around 11,000 meters vert though, it's not an easy race. Tom managed it in 57 hours, 39 minutes and 50 seconds, 57 seconds for an amazing finish well ahead of second. The Unreasonable East 200 miler is the sister event to the Delirious West 200 miler in Western Australia and the Irrational Scythe 200 miler in Scythe Australia. Tom and his partner Mel came onto the show today to chat with me about how it all went for him and obviously it went rather well. Now if you yourself are looking to run further or faster than you ever have before you need to have structured individualized training to help you get there. If you want to achieve the best you are capable of, email me, isabel at peakendurancecoaching.com.au to get a program started. Also, don't forget to check out my website to get on board with my live event. I'll be presenting on how to develop your mental strength to get you through those rough and tough races and ultras and block training blocks and all that sort of thing. So go to peakendurancecoaching.com.au to make sure you learn these actionable, easy to implement strategies. Until then, enjoy the podcast and be motivated by Tom. So you like running, but you're feeling pain or irritation. You can't enjoy it like you once did. Or worse, your performance has taken a big hit. Now you're reminiscing on the good times where the wind blew past your ears. Nature looked lovely as you passed it. What are you waiting for? Go and visit the specialist at Health and High Performance. With the latest in technology and a wealth of experience, the team at Health and High Performance can help you with all your running injury and performance needs. Let's get you back to doing something you love with the results you're capable of. Head over to healthhp.com.au slash run or you can find them on Instagram at Health High Performance. Health and High Performance are located in Mount Albert, Melbourne but are available for telehealth appointments not only Australia-wide but also around the world. So contact them now on their website to find out more. Hi, Tom, and welcome back to the podcast, and a big welcome to Mel, who's here for the first time. Hello. How are you going? Good, good. So, um, how are you? Well, firstly, Tom, I should say congratulations. I, I always seem to be saying congratulations on your Unreasonable East 200 miler um, finish, and I've written down 57 hours, 39 minutes, and 57 seconds. Um, but the first question I have to ask is, which I noticed when I um, saw the post about it, is they always show a post of you at the end of these things eating a pizza. 
how the hell are you eating pizza? Like at the end, the last thing I want to do at the end of something is eat. So how do you do it? Oh, I was hungry. My mom, <laughs> mom and dad said, you want pizza? And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. And then. Wow, and you could actually eat. Yeah. Like you don't feel nauseous or anything. No, like I'm not, like I'm not like super duper hungry. Um, But yeah, like there's such, that's things that long, like there's that lower intensity. Like yeah, I can pretty much eat fine, be hungry the whole time, so. So Mel, you've um crewed for Tom a bit. So is it, it would you agree? Like, is it easy to get him to eat during these races? Yeah, very easy. Um, it's actually harder to fit all the food into his pack that he's going to eat throughout the next section before the next aid station a lot of the time. Well, because it's it's often a battle for so many runners to be able to eat, and the biggest battle is for the crew is forcing people to eat. Yeah, no, I'm lucky. It's yeah. he's actually pretty easy to crew for in that sense because, um, yeah, I've never had any issues with trying to force feed him food. That's for sure. No, he always got good food ready, and it's yeah. So, oh, that's brilliant. Well, and and secondly, well, then how's the recovery going? Yeah, recovery hasn't been long, has it? No, since well, from uh, unreasonable. Yeah, that was when the finish Thursday night it was today Monday, so it's yeah been. Only three or something days. Yeah, no, recovery's gone really well. Like I was, like legs wise and everything, they're pretty yeah. much nearly back to normal. Fatigue wise, I'm still tired. Yeah. And still recovering from that. But that also could be that, like since then, I didn't have much sleep. Like the night I finished at eight, and I still only had, you know, like four or five hours sleep. So I had to be up early for a, a, a radio interview and then. Uh, okay. well, after I had to get up to drive off to my mate's Bucks party on Saturday night. <laughs> mate's Bucks party on Saturday night, didn't sleep much there. So I think that could be that as well. But yeah, so recovery's been really good. Well, oh God, you're just you're just a machine, honestly. That's amazing. <laughs> um, and what I find interesting is, you know, you, you finished Thursday night, but I was still reading about people finishing the race yesterday. Yeah, and I reckon they're, they're the ones... Honestly, that I kind of just like are in, I mean, like in awe of because they're out there for 100 plus hours. Yeah. You know, doing like two kilometers an hour or something. And it's just, but still the same, putting in the same effort. And it's like, that's, that's bloody tough. So, yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't easy for you, but, but I get what you're saying is that, that being out there for such a long time is, is really hard. Yeah. Um, so, um, Mel, can you say as an outside observer, if it does Tom like, does he work on his recovery or is it just something naturally or, or how do you see him doing recovery? Uh, it's a bit of both. I mean, he's fairly consistent with training, but his intensity of training will drop in the aftermath of a race. So, uh, he'll do a lot more sort of cross training with swimming and sort of lighter, easier runs and a bit more sort of um, upper body weights and things like that. So there is a shift, um, but it generally doesn't take very long and he's back at it. And uh, like we were talking, even sort of during the race, um, he can sleep for a very short period of time and just the recovery he experiences while racing just from a short nap uh, is beyond anything that I've seen before so he does recover very well and doesn't need a whole lot to get him back to sort of where he was beforehand mm, I agree with that yeah wow and and Tom do you take any rest days after race or do you get straight back into cross training um yeah I'm straight back straight back into it uh, I think I mean as 
as long as you're not pushing an injury or anything that's like no stop, then the quicker you can get moving again and get everything back to normal the quicker you should. So what about like, just a mental break from training? Um, well, I always find myself I'm in a better mental state even when even after you know training and again because that's where it's all it's all connected like moving you know moving your blood around your body helps mentally that like you go for a walk or anything like that yeah um yeah i find it wakes you up a bit when you're tired as well like it's oh, as long yeah, as you're yeah. not i like there as long as the intensity as what mel was just saying is dropped and um then like there's a huge difference like like for instance the day after unreasonable i was just doing like just push-ups and pull-ups and stuff and i just give myself lots of rest and just take it easy and i'm still having it's not i'm not pushing myself mentally to do that really yeah yeah so. no that's fair enough and it's not structured training per se no no not at all it's not and it's not i never feel like i have to do it like, yeah. it's like so it's not really a big toll yeah no that's all right then so um can you just talk us through the race did like did you go into it with the intention of winning and winning with such a huge margin or um because this was your first 200 oh, well I suppose you've yeah. done more than 200 haven't you but it was your first no you haven't no it was yeah this was your first 200 wasn't it yeah 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 first so, first one yeah before that down under to yeah. 26 I've gone um so it's an extra 100 plus 103k so yeah so um, well then talk us through what was your sort of um I mean, do you even have a race strategy going into races? I don't know. If you do, tell us about it. If you don't, how do you do it? Do you wing it? Do you plan it? What 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 happens? I'd say I. I Wait, we're we're all taking notes, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's pretty much wing. It's wing. It's beyond. It's but I like it's. I had a rough. I was like sixty to seventy hours would be great. Like, and I looked at DU, and kind of the time that took me, and was like how technical that is compared to what. I'm going to be up against and I thought well it's an, it's an extra 100k but like it's only well, I say only it's still quite a bit like 11,000 12,000 meters ascent over that distance yeah and the trails are supposed to be much more runnable and undulating so I kept that in mind I thought okay I had an extra an extra 10 hours or so of DU and I think that'll be plenty um but other than a rough estimate of timing I, I just just took it my only thing is just take it stay as comfortable as possible for as long so just like take it as easy as it takes and just let the rest kind of unfold make sure i've got everything everything on me to be to be able to prepare for anything that come i come across and then i just adapt to whatever so it is. Mean anything on you like what sort of things well just make just pretty much making sure my drop bags i've got plenty of food gear if, it, if i get something happens to my gear I can swap that over or yeah. just any issues that I might come up against I have a solution for those yeah. issues and just play it by ear and so you say you go out easy surely there must be some sort of it must it it can't be easy like do you go really easy from the start or just sort of moderately easy uh I don't think about it I was like it's yeah. just it's a, <laughs> in a zone where I'm not thinking about I'm not pushing I'm not thinking about slowing down and I'm just doing my own thing yeah. and that is it is and with unreasonable I was lucky that ended up being running with two other runners Warren and Gerber for nearly 100 miles a bit more than 100 miles so um, but I didn't slow down to stay with them or push harder to keep up with them it was just that's just how it turned out that's just tough but yeah 
what I do. So they um, eventually fell off the pace, did they? What? Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. So for them, that pace was no longer sustainable. I guess so. You know, they felt because I was their first 100 mile too, so they would be unsure. And then that was wow. no longer doable. So, but for me, I was able to. I think it takes a lot of um, self knowledge of yourself from running a lot to be able to know what that pace is. Because obviously you can't define it because it's not something that's definable. It's something that only you can feel. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and do you think you've garnered that through through racing or do you practice it during training as well? I think it's, honestly, I think it's a lot to do with my training too. It's kind of, that's how I do my training as well. Like, I, it, again, it's not really structured, but, you know, if there's days like, I, 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 you know, I know I'm going to train every day. What that is, sometimes I'm not sure of, but yeah. say I'm just my legs the tie i'm okay well today i'm not going to run i'm going to do swimming or yeah um so i'm constantly listening to what my body's telling it and playing it and again just playing it by ear so i think that does translate over to the yeah yeah. yeah and i have to say i think I, I really believe in that in in learning to listen to your body and not just following the watch all the time or the watch says to do this pace or the watch says i'm peaking or whatever it is but just yeah listening to your body so i think that's super important so yeah. well done no, oh, cheers. Yeah, that, that internal dialogue is the thing that's really important. Um, Sorry? The, the internal dialogue is really yeah. important. Yeah. 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 No, no. And and so, but at any point, did it start to feel hard? Uh, yeah. And it's funny because I talk about being internal. The When it started to get difficult is when something external started to happen. And that was the last 60K. And um, we kind of just looked like, oh, Sean was saying, oh, the fastest smiler. A 200 mile out of all my races was a certain time and it's like oh dude you know it's 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 got to be hard but it was, i was like oh it might be doable i think it was like seven seven or eight hours for 60k and at this stage i was still feeling pretty good like i was still yeah. feeling comfortable running 630s on the flats I was like oh okay i can kind of i think i can do that but then i had that goal and i thought oh and then also be finished by night so i started to work harder i started to do some 530s for a while and just uh. Soon I started doing that, and then I just completely stuffed myself up, and even mentally, yeah. you would know. Yeah, your headspace just completely yeah. shifted in that space to the point where I was like, "I'm just going to leave you," because yeah. we're on the phone most of the race. Yeah. So I was like, "You just need some time to just go in right now, uh, because you're not having fun." Yeah, I blew myself up yeah. trying to push for that external. Stop listening. Yeah, and that's it. As soon as you go for that external goal, um, it it just it isn't it doesn't work, does it? No, not, not most of the time. I'd say, I like, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have and they've pushed really hard and they've got that goal and it's been amazing. But for me, I found, especially those longer things, a lot of yeah. the time, it's not, it just builds up that extra anxiety and you do something stupid like I did and push you hard and then yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, it all falls, all falls apart. But at least it was only the last 60K. It yes. wasn't like the last 160K. Yeah, yeah I was like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have done that if it was. No. halfway through or something yeah, yeah so everybody always talks about a why um do you have your own personal why when you're racing um uh, i i'd like it, again like they've always had like my main ones and then it's like just it, you get when you break when it strips you down to like so much it kind of for me and it, it gets you out of your comfort zone and you start to like appreciate the things that like you, know, you might be taking for granted, but like on a day to day basis, like I start to feel like upset and lonely, and I start missing like Mel, and then I start to feel really grateful for what we have, and then you know family and all that, like just that 
that yeah, those emotions you get when you're that broken down and you really start to realize what's what's important and then how lucky you like how real it makes you like how lucky you are mm-hmm. so like getting that refresher when running um is a big why um and two like these things for me like as i used to not have great and still suffer a bit like self-esteem and confidence you know mm-hmm. finishing things like that gives me has built up over the years a lot more confidence so the more you add the, you know the more confident i get with myself which adds to yeah. other things in my life as well like it benefits everything so yeah I mean, like, they kind of and obviously i feel like the, the, just being out in nature with the mountains and when it's peaceful like i used to be scared of running at night but these nights are just just calm and it's just yeah. peaceful and it's yeah so it's a combination of things i think yeah, no, no, I'm, and that's fair enough. And and I agree. I've, a lot of people say you have to have a why. I don't think you necessarily have to have a solid why, as in one specific thing. I think what you're saying is is perfectly yeah. acceptable too. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. And so um, you were on the phone to Mel. So Mel, did you ring him or did he ring you? Uh, most of the time he was ringing me. So there was only one or two times that I tried to call, but a lot of that was reception. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny. Not a lot of um, strategizing goes in before a race, as Tom was saying, kind of wings it a bit. Yeah. But during the race, there's a lot of that that happens. So yeah. crewing him, that's one of the big things. And so even though I wasn't at unreasonable, still felt like I was a big part of it, which was quite cool um, because that would be sort of he'd call and he'd say, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Uh, do you think that I should sleep at the next aid station? How long for? And we kind of problem solve things that are coming up as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, that second opinion. Yeah. 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 Useful. Yeah. And and if you're running by feel, I guess I suppose it makes sense to strategize as you go because you don't know how you're going to feel until you're in the moment. No, exactly. You don't know. And then I might. I know that too. Like I might want to feel like I need a nap at the next aid station. It might be what I really want. But it might be actually smarter to maybe just push through that next one and yeah. get to the yeah the one after that, and that's where someone like Mel, you know, or crew is helpful in that mm. situation. Yeah. Or even pulling yeah. up sooner, you might yes. be feeling really good, but knowing that night's coming and that it's going to cool down, it makes more sense to sleep during the day where it's warmer and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's also the emotional support side of it as well, yeah. particularly yeah. when you get quite emotional in those moments. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, yeah, that's huge. Um, I, I agree. And and so Mel, you weren't there this time. So who was crewing you? Uh, my parents, my mum and dad, and my little brother um, yeah. came with me to um, yeah crew this one, which is really nice because they've been there for my my first hundred k, my first mile, and now my first two hundred mile. So oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucky. Yeah. So um, well, that would have been nice, and and I know they. They did use, yeah, I would thought they had crewed before for you. So they're probably pretty experienced at it too. Yeah, they're pretty good. And also I, I think Mel's kind of perfected it for me. Like she, <laughs> you know, she knows what to do exactly with the crew. Yeah. So she, even, she she helped me organise all my drop bags beforehand and even gave things for me to tell my parents mm. to help yeah. with the crewing. So we really gave them their crew bags, bag with food, bag with extra gear yeah. that if in case things failed and... Yeah, and bag sort of clothes and things like that. So we're pretty organised this time because of you compared to what we normally are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um and so um, how did it compare to DU? Um, to be honest, it was a it was quite, I think it was quite easy, like quite a lot easier. Um, to be honest, I can um, believe that. 
Yeah, it was good. Uh, which just goes to show me that DU is just something else because 200 miles is so far. Yeah. Like it's 100 more K, but um, I, I didn't have to push like I did at DU. You know, like I, I, I'm not, I still had to work hard and I still tried the best I could, but I didn't have to go to that place that yeah. you have to finish DU, which is not somewhere I like to go very often because it's really <laughs> oh, I can imagine it must be a pretty grim um, place. <laughs> yeah. And I guess like it showed like before I had like 40 minutes left to finish DU. Like I guess that to me that cut off. Whereas this one I had an yeah. extra I could have slept for two days and still would have finished, you know. So <laughs> yeah. Um you know that being said though, it's still difficult. Like it's it was it was hard. It was a really, really hard. Um like yeah, just having to constantly push, yeah, when you an hour sleep over the thing. Like, and I remember there's a conversation with Mel towards the end. And I was like, "You have it more. You always have it." You're like, I've had enough. What am I doing? Like, I'm just, I've just been running on this fire trail now for like two hours. Yeah. An extra six k than I thought I had to run, and that's now going to make me run in the dark. I'm sick of this. Like, mm. and I was like, conversation where you're just like, oh, "I'm just going to let you go." <laughs> yeah, you've got to move through this. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, you kind of get into this phase of why am I doing this at all? Like, yeah. And you're questioning everything. It's like your own little existential crisis that <laughs> yeah. you're having um, yeah. in that moment. And that's, yeah, when you often have to just go in and then you yeah. get through it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, was, it was easier than DU, but still really difficult. Yeah. Is it hard for you, Mel, hearing him go through those difficult stages? It is. Um, it was really hard this time in particular because I wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, it's... It's nice, sir, when I'm there and I get to see him at the aid station, I can give him a hug and um, I can, you know, he sort of comes out of it. And at DU in particular, he was in a fairly good headspace most of the way, um, whereas it feels quite helpless uh, at times. So that is a tricky part. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, and, and it's good, though, that you can you can talk together and get through it and, and you know when he needs to just get into his own head and just get it done, basically. So did you sleep at all this time? Yeah, so I slept, I think we worked out about an hour overall. So I think it was uh, uh, 15, 215s, mm -hmm. a 10 and a 20. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so then those, they made their night and day, like, differences. Like, yeah. I think, yeah, one was, first one was like in the afternoon. I also kind of planned it this time. Um, well, I noticed when running, I noticed with DU that I'd sleep at night, come out, I'd be freezing. It would be shocking to start. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. get out. So, so this one, I was like, it actually might be better to sleep during the day when the sun's out and when it's yeah. not so cold. So my first, first two sleeps were actually on the second day in the afternoon in the sun, which was a great idea. Um, and then yeah, I think the second the second two, I, I just had the take because I was starting to fall asleep on the trail. So they were they were a night on the last night, I think. So were they actually on the trail those naps? Yeah. No, no, they were. Each one was at the night station. Yeah, so, it'd be a two minute. Oh, I did have a so really it's an hour and two minutes if you want to count. I, there was one night where I was going up narrow neck. I think it was the yeah that was the last last full night, and there was like a it was like a V shaped tree um, <laughs> i was just falling asleep i was like that would be good enough i'm just gonna like sit in <laughs> for a second and just rest my head it's really cold so i couldn't stay there too long but yeah like as soon as i had that two minute nap i was no longer being like a snake I, you know, I could 
I've, I've had that before and I think it's it's almost just the closing of the eyes and resetting the brain mm. because it, it's yeah. like it's, the brain is overloaded yeah it is exactly that's a really good way of putting it yeah it's not actually the, the sleep itself but it's like yeah yeah in the brain a second yeah yeah I think that's really important and um did you have paces uh yes the last 25k I didn't go in planning to have one but a good mate Ben who was coming up to volunteer first aid he um he only he rang me, I think, or messaged me the last, I think the last 60K. He was like, hey, do you want to pace up for the last last part? And I was like, yeah, of course, that'd be great. So oh, cool. yeah, he paced for the last 25. And did that make it more fun or more bearable? Yeah, yeah I honestly, like I was, that, that was the, when I was struggling was when I got into that A station where I met him. Yeah. And then leaving that, that last 25, like usually those last 20s are really painful and suck yeah. and they go on forever and ever. But that was... That was like I started again. It was weird laughing the whole time, just just being there, just having making jokes and it was good fun. So oh, that's great. Really that's helpful. awesome. Yeah. And um, so when you say, you know, you can eat anything, what what sort of stuff did you eat? Um, what did I I had like carmen bars, uh, like nut bars, I had donuts, I had um egg and bacon wraps. Um, at the A stations, I had uh, like a, a bean wrap at an A station, um, cakes, chocolates, shapes, chips. Didn't have one gel um, or anything like that. Um, I think that was pretty much anything else. No, it was packed away. Uh, did you Some have lollies. hash browns? There was lollies. Oh, yeah, there was a hash brown in the wraps. Yeah, yeah. a few lollies. But that's, I think that's literally everything I ate. Wow, I'm in awe though. I wish I could, I wish I could eat like that when, when I run. I, I just, I don't know. My stomach goes psyched. I don't know how you do it. I will say I am gassy the whole time. <laughs> the people who are running with me will know, like I'm constantly. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of sucks. Um, but that's because you're um, swallowing air as you're going. It's not like you're sitting down <laughs> at a table eating, you know, so it's going to be. very true. And the other thing, you know, it's, um, it's this race, I've never had this in an altar before, but I actually had to go to the toilet for number twos like five times every day. So oh, wow. Time, everything actually seemed to be digesting somewhat normally. And Jeez. like all that food was actually processed. Moving through you. I've never had that before. Usually it's nothing till the end and that's yeah. it. But Wow. Yeah. So your body really wasn't working that hard then. Yeah, which I think, yeah, to say that low intensity yeah yeah no that's amazing um and so you know last time we spoke about how many calories you burned how many did you burn this time this one i think it said was it twenty five thousand? yeah said? yeah twenty five thousand. which is actually the same i think du was about the same yeah it was just well i thought it was more like yeah maybe a bit under but yeah prove him in 27 du oh okay well maybe i'm wrong i don't know um either way it's a lot yeah it's it's a lot either way yeah. And so yeah. You, you, to get that calculation, I, I'm presuming you have the heart rate monitor on, on the wrist. Yeah. yeah. So what was sort of your average heart rate? That's a good question. I could get my phone and have a look. Yeah, have a look. Oh, you can get it on Strava there. Yeah. I think it was in the 120s or 30s, I think. Wow. Um, And obviously you had someone charging your watch along the way again. Yeah. So yeah, I'd, each time I got into the aid station, uh, especially when I was napping, I would just kind of 
have it on me and kind of I'd, I'd I'm pretty anal that I don't want I don't want anyone to press any buttons on the watch. No, this I agree. Like, a nightmare. So I'm pretty keep that pretty close. So yeah. I you know, hold it when I'm sleeping and when it's <laughs> I remember that that was my mum was trying to get it off one stage. Like, no, 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 don't touch that. Do you leave that? <laughs> that's funny. Um, Ooh, but, that's funny. Um, okay, I think getting up now. It's loading. And so how was the condition of the trails? Because I know a lot of um, the park has been closed because of the bushfires and the flooding and all that other stuff. Yeah. What the trails like? The trails we were on were, they were fine. They're really actually, a lot, a few of them were kind of overgrown, like hadn't been yeah. used for a while. No surprise, but like other yeah. than that, they're all really good. Yeah, like, good. Yeah, good trails, I think, because he's, he's gotten rid of the ones that were, you can't, that had the yeah. landslide and they cut from it. All right, so we've got the uh, heart rate here. So it was, my average is 121 Jeez. and my max was 170. Ah, and do you think that was during that period where you were pushing a bit harder? It was during the big climb. The big climb. Uh, the back range. Yeah, oh, yeah. It? So, yeah, because it's the last, before the turnaround point, there's, you know, a six foot track. Where yeah. You're kind of just constantly up for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, that part there would have been there. So, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, there you go. Wow. Jeez, I'm surprised it got that high. But, yeah, 120. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's low. Yeah. Yeah, it is actually. Um, yeah. But I but kind that's, of. Like, that's yeah. great. I mean, that's that shows what good condition you're in. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, just that's the importance of training, I guess. Is <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. So, Mel, how do you find him to crew for in general? Like, is he fussy or? No, he's like he's the easiest person to crew for. Uh, yeah. The hardest part is the speed. So the time mm. it takes to actually drive between aid stations is really anxiety provoking because <laughs> sometimes he's quicker. Than yeah. you are because of the way you've got to go. So, but he's really easy. Like basically, the way we sort of run it is we have his bags full of his stuff, and he'll sort of tell me before he comes in. He'll give me a call and say, "Oh, this is what I want. This is what I need." And so, when he comes in, we've got everything there. And food-wise, he'll just pick whatever he feels like eating at that time. Yeah. And if we've had sort of a pattern, we'll restock his pack with those things that he's feeling good eating. Um, but yeah, he's actually really easy to crew for and he's always in a really good mood. Like he never gets angry. Um, at yeah. you. Like, he's just so grateful all yeah. the time. Um, and I quite like that, you know, when he'll call and just be in those moments of just gratitude where he's so, uh, sort of swept away and quite overwhelmed by everything. Um, yeah. yeah. It's like your, your crew and your paces, they're coming, they're spending all this time just for yeah. you to run around. Like, I, it's, I, it's, that blows my mind. Like, it's just so, like, selfless and kind. Like, I, I agree. Yeah. So, like, they deserve the most, they don't deserve any shit. Like, no. you know, yeah. they're, they're there for you and they're putting everything in. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's nice because we get to see you in your rawest form, which is, yeah. I like that, that side of you. And, Particularly as you get tired, you get a bit loopy and you're quite <laughs> funny as well. So you keep us entertained too. <laughs> yeah, I remember then, I don't know, I thought it was this really great philosophical moment. I thought that I came up with a huge fact and it was just that ABC rhymed with one, two, three. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> then was just like, yeah, the, the Jacksons came up with that a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so yeah, it's stupid. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh, yes. that's funny. Oh, that, that's good. Yeah, and, and I agree. I mean, honestly, the crew goes through so much and they don't get the joy of finishing the run, um, you know, and so it's a big commitment. So, yeah, I think we should always all show our gratitude to our crew. <clears throat> so what's, um, what's next for you? Um, I don't actually have anything, like, major till uh, GCR. Okay, the- yeah, and you're doing the miler there, yeah? Doing the miler there, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So- so, so you're just going to focus on training or are you going to have some adventures or what are you going to do? Um, I haven't, I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. Yeah. I, know, um, I was going to try and actually see what happens if I did like an actual, a normal training and lead up to an event. Yeah. You know, That'd be a good experiment. Yeah. Thing. I might probably, I probably hate it, but. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> but if I give it a go, it's only been a learning experience. Um, so kind of got that coming up. And I've got a like this kind of mountaineering coursing up in the break of running there. What about you, Mel? Do you have anything coming up that he could crew you for? Yes. Yes, there's a few races. So yeah. hoping to do 100K at the Yangs. So, oh, nice. Yep. Yeah, that'd be my birthday run, which will oh, be nice. Awesome. Uh, and yeah, he'll join me for some of that, if not all of that. Um, yeah, and then we'll just sort of see. And then GSCR building up yeah. to that nice. Slow are build. you are you going to run at GSCR or are you going to crew? Yeah, I'm hoping to run. Okay, so good. That's cool. the plan. First miler. Yeah, yep, I'm going to do it this time. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh well, it's a hard. You did that as your first mile. I started that as your first mile. Yeah, that's a tough yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> looking at the other milers around now I realize just how yeah. big that is for a first one yeah that's right so what do you think Tom of the 200 miler as a distance um I I really like it because uh um because again okay there's my heart rate was that says it, my average heart rate is yeah. 20 I'm never really working but over that distance you can get a, a time that at least like you know a, a decent time you know like yeah um, I think it suits part of the way I run more so, like no longer. Um, because yeah, I'm not a stupid fast runner, like you know, like a 320 runner. Yeah, yeah. A 220 marathon runner is not like that. So the longer distance I think accommodates me more. And it's more like an adventure. Like it's yeah. You're out there, I kind of even look at it as like a glorified high, you know, which is it's more fun, I think, over time. Yeah. And you yeah. meet crazier people as well. Like <laughs> the naked guy in the bush. <laughs> was he really a naked guy in the bush or was it an hallucination? No, that was a real, that was with the first 5K. There was this, I think it was International or some. Oh, uh, yeah, it was International Naked Hiking Day, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, something oh. like that. Yeah, yeah. And, I and saw so, yeah. that on Facebook. Yeah, so there was this yeah. naked guy, everything, you could see everything. Was oh like, my God. As all, as all the runners <laughs> ran through, first 5K. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like, G'day, how you going? I'm like, hello. <laughs> For a second, I thought Sean actually like organised it as a joke or something. But, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, God. Imagine that. He wouldn't have expected all those runners coming. No, no. He would have, probably would have thrown, thrown him through some sorts, I reckon. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of thought that was just a joke, but, yeah, maybe that guy was serious about it. So yeah. there you go. And um, and so is there another 200-miler in the series coming up? or is? So I think for this year, that's, that's the end. I think that's it. There was a few of the finished the triple crown. I think I was had five of them or four that finished it. Yeah. Um, so then it starts again next year with Delirious in February. Yeah. And so you're going to try this time to get the three in? Yeah. 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 I mean, the next year, that would be my major. 
yeah as well like a, yeah I, um those three three races so have you decided yet on du i keep i keep i've went one way more one way then i can't come yeah. back and then i'll another way the big thing is like because mel mel, mel mel wants to finish you know du herself so yeah for me it's more torn between crewing and pacing for mel or being selfish and trying to run it the third time myself <laughs> but you've got um delirious is what february yeah so and then what's February, the next one? Irrationals, uh, April. And then um, Unreasonable is June. So, and when's do you? That's May. So I, I, I did the, it, it sounds crazy. I know I know my body will have to do it. Like I did do you yeah. five weeks ago now. And before that, four weeks, two weeks before that, I did like Alpine Challenge. So I know the body. So tame. why is it, do you think that your body just seems to do, respond so well? To doing more racing rather than less. I think because when everyone looks at racing, I guess they're really pushing their their absolute hardest. Like, yeah. and see for me, like I'm I'm pushing hard, but I'm not. I'm not looking at like each one is like an A race or anything. Like, I'm, it's all like my heart rate's pretty low. Like, yeah. Um. So I think, like. I think if I was trying to push, if everyone I was trying to push like I was at, for example, Oscars, like this year I yeah. Oscars, they're pushing like that, that recovery took me way longer than, okay. actually, than yeah. the other ones. And that was 100K. So I think it's just the intensity that I'm pushing each yeah. race. I don't think there's anything necessarily yeah. different. I just think maybe the way I approach races is a bit different to other, yeah. Um, yeah. other people. Yeah. So do you two train together? Yeah. Yeah, we do a lot of our weight training together and then um, you'll do your sort of slower runs with yeah. me, um, which I think has been good training for you, you said as well. Yeah, I, I, I think for a 200 mile running with Mel and also there's the Strava art, which I've been doing, which <laughs> is slow to figure that out, has actually been some of the best training because it's that type of pace and that type of, I don't know, just that relaxed about it is kind of what, translates over to a 200 mile i think yeah no that's that's awesome now of course everyone is intrigued with your strava aren't what brought all that on (laughs) that was that was was after um uh down under and i didn't i didn't want to get into a full training and start pushing things and then i like i ran i started to run with a friend like peter and uh i like this mornington misfit running group um and mick and stuff and um they did like a, a dolphin flip of the dolphin at one run and then since then i was like they're like you really enjoyed that there's all these other runs so then peter and i decided to do all these other ones that you're showing me um and then it just kind of yeah we started you know, creating our yeah, own started creating our own kind yeah. of like everything else once we get into something it becomes an obsession yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a typical ultra runner yeah <laughs> and so when you say you design your own do you just think of something and then create it on strava and or how do you do it they root it. Okay, I'm yeah. not going to claim that I really, I think I've only created one of these, like, and half kind of created it. The rest were like Peter and uh-huh. created, and I just followed their route. But they would plan it. A lot of the times, it seems like they'd run somewhere and it looked the shape of something, and then they would go back and go, okay, I'm going to try and make it more specific and plan out the route. Uh, okay. Blah, blah, and then run it. Yeah. So it's never like on the game. Which is mine was a little different because I was determined to try and make a giant squid. 
Yes, um, and that's the one I'm picturing in my head, actually. Yeah, yeah, I thought that would be really cool. And so I found the eye. So I searched just the Strava maps to see if there was something that would kind of look like the mantle and the eye and then uh, a place where you could draw the tentacles and then went on to Strava once I found that eye and everything else kind of fell into place. But the first time I designed it, it was only 38 kilometres long and I was like, well, if it's a giant squid, it needs to be at least 50. So I went <laughs> back and I rejigged all the tentacles and added a few more in. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah. No, it does sound like fun. That does sound like fun. Yeah. No, we've, um, I, I know talking about it with other people, we've all loved um, having a look and seeing all the different Strava arts. So that's good. And that's interesting that the slower pace is being, or not slower per se, but more relaxed and not more relaxed. worrying about pace has, was helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put you in that headspace kind of. Yeah. 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 It also gives you something as well. Like I know you were saying when you did Surf Coast Marathon that it kind of gave you that desire to really go out hard yeah. and to push it, made you want yeah. it more. That, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, having those slower runs because I've got an ego. So when I'm running, I'm, so I'm like, I want to be with those front runners. So, yeah. I want to just go, but they're like, no, this is what we said. So like that builds up that that fire. You're like, I want yes. to push now. Mm. Um, well, you've, and you've got more of the energy to run super hard when you haven't used it all up and just in your day-to-day yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Oh, well, that's that's really awesome. Well, um, you once again, congratulations, fantastic run, and um, can't wait to hear how you go next year with all three of them. Like, I'm sure um, that will go really well, as will GSER and everything else that you seem to turn to seems to. So, I know there was a lot of um, very excited dot watching going on with the amazing lead that you had so you know that's, that's awesome i just want to take a chance like to thank everyone that all it's been i can't it's been so overwhelming like all the people following that dot and commenting like really yeah. nice comments and i've just yeah like i can't i'm just so like appreciative of it like i want to go back and reply to every single one but there's like so many so yeah. I, have, I get open I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it I get it open and I look at it I'm like I can't do it I'm shutting it off <laughs> but, uh, yeah yeah. yeah listening thank you for that yeah no no I think people were so excited to see you know uh, how far was it between you and second anyway did it end up being what six hours I think it don't take this as word but I think yeah. it was six hours I think yeah I mean that's that's amazing so you know, well done, and um, and I'm sure, like you say, I think you know that really long distance obviously does suit you. So, an exciting future ahead. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, good luck both of you with um GSER. So I'll probably be there volunteering. So I'll see you there. But cool. Thank you. It'll be interesting to see how a solid training block goes. Um. <laughs> not just physically but mentally how you cope with that like whether yeah. you find it good or not good you know i definitely know i'll struggle that's for yeah because i'll be doing less i think i'll be doing less and then doing more faster things with them yeah so i think yeah. i will struggle. But, but i think it's still an interesting experiment to try just to see yeah yeah i, I mean and also the fact that there's probably i don't think there's that many big races anyway no no there's not really much more and like i might I still might enter some just for fun, like is it like yeah. another new angle? I might enter the hundred k myself, and then kind of go back and pace her after that. But just as yeah. a um, yeah. 
Fun just for fun, just bust out 100Ks. Yeah, no worries. Excuse me. Um, yeah, no, that's it's just funny to hear, like, you know, it just goes to show how different we are. Like normal yeah. people hearing us would be like freaking out. We're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh sure, I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy ultra runners. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much to both of you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thanks for having us. Thank you. No worries. Bye. Bye.